0: You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 195, an interview with Christine Ketterpaul. I don't know what you heard, but she runs the show. Episode 195, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. In episode 195, you will be introduced to Christine Ketterpaul, the owner and coach at EmergenowCoaching.com. If you have ever been through a divorce, maybe more than one divorce, if you are considering divorce at this moment, if you are an entrepreneur who is trying to build a business and deal with a rocky marriage and find yourself and still be everything to everyone, you're going to want to listen to this episode because in this episode, Christine literally breaks down What the emerge process is and how as women entrepreneurs, it is so important for us to care for ourselves, build amazing businesses, and at the very same time, stay in our divine feminine. This is an interview. I I, literally, she blew me away so many times. You will hear it throughout the episode. For sure, go to emergenowcoaching.com, sign up for her masterclass. She's got an amazing masterclass, but more even way more important than that. Listen to what Christine has to say about living your best life, following your dreams, and being the entrepreneur you were meant to be. Christine drops the mic on this one. I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome to episode 195. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. I've got Christine Ketterpaul with me. Hey, Christine. Hey, Cassandra. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on She Runs the Show. Christine, I I cannot put into words um, just the work that you do in the world, how necessary it is and how powerful it is, but also knowing your background, how your coaching process has emerged. And I'd love for you to share with the She Runs the Show tribe, tell us a little bit about your own entrepreneurial journey. What got you started in business for yourself, and what was that pivotal moment when you were like, "This is my calling, my mission, and I've got to follow it
1: Well, you know it's interesting, I think, like so many of us we we've heard the whispers of the calling, but didn't answer them till much later and uh, you know, I was um, married and, and about the year two thousand, I um, built a successful medical practice with my then husband, and that really Opened my eyes to how to, you know, start opening a business and building it up. However, unfortunately, I wasn't happy doing it. And I desperately wanted to do what I knew I was meant to do, um, was to serve clients. And I had a master's in social work already, but I was already dedicated to managing this practice. So when I got married, I finally said, I mean, when I got divorced, I apologize. Uh, When I got divorced, I finally said, this is my time. I need to do what I want to do in this world. And then that's when Emerge Now Coaching was born. And I started this whole entrepreneurial journey of really not just discovering how to start a business, but also diving deep into who I am and what I wanted to do. That's
0: powerful. Let me ask you a question. I want to go back a little bit because I, I, can ima- I can only imagine how um, challenging it must have been to build a medical practice, and especially if it's not something that your soul is calling you to do. How, did you, how were you able to be successful in, in building that practice, but also hearing the whispers of your own soul going, this is not for you? How did you, how did you manage that?
1: quite honestly i didn't do it very well it was really hard and i think so many of us especially as moms my my daughters were were very young you just push through everything and keep doing what you need to do without really taking the time to honor honor that whisper and that soul calling and so eventually i did break i knew that if i didn't do what my soul was telling me the reason i was here on this earth to do that my health was would definitely start deteriorating, and I was already falling apart at the seams and that 's what really led to you know a, the divorce
0: how do, How do people because I can hear a lot of women saying okay that's that's great, but i'm trying to hold my marriage together, and part of me trying to hold this marriage together is me doing things that i don't want to do or following through on commitments that I made, even though they 're not right for me. And to honor my soul's calling would mean to cause really serious rifts in Mm -hmm. some of maybe the relationships that I have. What do you say to the woman who's struggling with that?
1: You know, if I had to go back and tell myself, I would say you have to honor your own voice and sit down and really have those tough conversations, which are difficult to have with your partner. And hopefully he'll be somebody who can respect where you're coming from, and realize that you know we'll do whatever it takes to make this work. I mean you don't have to do do a business full one hundred percent right away, but there's so much prep work in doing it that you know you carve out small moments of your week that you're going to dedicate to making and building this dream or to become a reality
0: absolutely, and so going from that place of knowing that your soul is telling you to follow your path and then finally hitting that breaking point. Of following your path since being on the journey in your own coaching business what has been the toughest part for you
1: I think you know even though I was, I was you know if you want to say a student of being in this situation before where I really didn't know what I was doing and flying off the seat of my pants and just trying to make things work there's still a lot of overwhelm and a long laundry list you know you want to make every little thing perfect And you do have these worries that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough. And so trying to embrace what I call the gift of grace, and you just got to celebrate every win no matter what, big, small, whatever it is. Really, my advice to a lot of entrepreneurs is to don't forget to celebrate. Because no matter what you accomplish, it's taken effort to get there, time, energy, you know, financial um, sacrifice to get to where you want to be. So we, so many times we're just worried about the next thing that we need to do instead of really stopping and celebrating how far we've come.
0: Absolutely. And so when you say the gift of grace, define that for me.
1: You know, I call the gift of grace as like dancing on your stage. Like you've worked so hard, practiced so hard to do something and celebrate yourself. Don't be afraid of truly embracing you know and looking at and and patting yourself on the back I think as as mothers as women we just don't do that enough we're just worried about crossing off the laundry list of things to do and we don't truly take the time we tell our kids of course all the time what a great job they're doing but we forget to tell ourselves
0: how do you make time for that? I, I think I struggle with that a lot, celebrating the small wins, because I feel like there's 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week, and you know, Congress <laughs> isn't adding the eighth anytime soon. And so I'm always like, okay, I got this, this, and this too. What do you say to women entrepreneurs like me who um, feel like there's barely enough time to get everything on the to-do list done? But I get what you're saying about celebration being so important. What do you say to women who are struggling with just having enough time to do the basics?
1: Ah, you know, burnout is so pervasive in this field of trying to build a business. And I think we put ourselves so far down the list that we forgot how important it is and how vital it is to take care of ourselves. And it doesn't need to be, you know, a four-day vacation in Hawaii or something. I mean, every day we should be able to take 15 minutes out of our day to to nurture ourselves and our soul in whatever way, shape, or form feels good to you. And quite frankly, if you don't have the time to do that, we need to take something else off your list so that we can put that on. Because to me, if we don't do that, there's a higher price to pay towards the end.
0: Absolutely. How do you keep that front and center that you're long-term? Because I think we live in a culture, and tell me if you agree with this, I think we live in a culture where we glorify burnout.
1: Yeah, I think the masculine energy really, you know, it's get her done and it's, you know, get the results and, and it's, it's, it's the ego, you know, wanting to accomplish this big goal in our lives. And that's great. But I do think as women, we have to honor the feminine, which is connection and connection to ourselves, to whatever we believe in, to our spirit, to nature, um, it's taken me a long time to remember that and to come back to that. And for me now it's just a must every day because otherwise I've seen and watched myself crash and burn and it wasn't pretty. And I just don't ever want to go there again.
0: Absolutely. So what kind of self care rituals or how do you stay in in, in your divine feminine?
1: I love to either sit with nature, take walks, um, meditate sometimes it's even just you know taking a nap during the day and just saying you know I I just need to recharge myself Um, connecting with others other women you know there's 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 groups out there people go to church there's so many ways and for me you know the over umbrella is connection it's like how do you love to connect and what makes you feel wholesome and just alive when you connect with something besides your business and being a mom and being a wife, you know, how other, what are other ways that you can connect that will be feeding your soul, quite frankly.
0: That is awesome. And those are all, they're they're all definitely doable ways. Do you ever find that when you are focusing on self care, that the voice of your inner critic starts to rage or self doubt starts to come in and, and what do you do about that?
1: Darn, it is hard to shut that guy off, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'll tell you. And you know what really blew my mind is that even famous people who we look up to and think they make things look so easy, like Oprah, Beyonce, they all have self-doubt too. So self-doubt is not something I don't believe we have to erase. I believe it's something we have to embrace. Ooh. What does it mean
0: to embrace self-doubt?
1: You know, it's really to start to start saying it's okay that I have this feeling. It's okay that I'm not comfortable in this space, that I'm scared, that I'm worried. Um, the part, first part of the eMERGE process is the first letter E is to embrace. And, and for me, we run away from our feelings way too often. And so journal about it. You know, write about it. Share about it. Get a coach for it. I mean, do something where you can start truly getting into those spaces that you want to run away from and, and and figure out what's really going on inside of you.
0: That's powerful. Now you, you started talking about Emerge. Explain how, um, how your coaching practice came about and this concept of Emerge and, and tell everybody what that looks like.
1: Emerge is a process that I came up with after truly reviewing a lot of things that I've been through, including a severe eating disorder, you know my my divorce, um, uh, helping my daughter through a um, a depression and suicidal time in her life and also through my business and emerge is a seven step process that I created to outline and give people an idea of the journey, if you want to say, of transformation from the caterpillar to the butterfly because that's truly what we're looking for. We're looking to really give ourselves a new set of eyes and to live in a whole new world, a a different space of where we are. And so the emerge process is constant. I'm always living it and looking at it and using it during especially crisis points in my life. So I broke it down into the steps of E stands for embrace, which is what I just talked about is really embracing your feelings. The M is for mirror which is when you look into the mirror and really ask yourself, what do I want to see? You know, what am I looking for? But that's great. We're all daydreamers. I mean, I think everybody out there, you know, has an idea of what they want their business to look like. But the reality is the third step, E, is engage. you got to take action. Even listening to this podcast, it's an action. You know, it's so important that we just make conscious, clear, continuous actions in our lives to take those steps to where we want to be. But when we start taking action, resilience likes to rear its head. (laughs) And so we get a little bit scared because we get resilience internally, you know, we get fears, but then we also get them externally. Some people don't like when we change. And so building that resilience is so important in our life. And then we have the G, which is grace. And grace is what I spoke about as well. It's when all our hard work pays off, and you know things come a lot more fluidly through our lives and then we e, which is evolve. you know all of us are consistently evolving into new spaces throughout our lives, and so when you evolve, you get to where you want to be, but of course we want to always be something better, right? I mean, growth is about a constant evolution moving forward. So then you can go back and start the whole process over again.
0: That is awesome. And and so in your coaching practice, who do you serve? Who do you help? Who's in your tribe? And, and what are you on a mission to do?
1: So I love helping divorced women make clear conscious choices. And you know, especially after divorce, the most difficult part is who am I now? What do I want for my life? How am I going to be financially secure? And really, what's my next chapter going to look like? And so there's a lot of fears, frustration, confusion, and all of that. So I help them sort through those so that they can understand and become the woman that they want to be and truly live a life that they love.
0: If you could have said anything to um, to the woman you were at the time of your divorce, if you could have given her any words of wisdom or advice, what would you have told her now that you're this version of you?
1: I've thought about that a lot, Cassandra. <laughs> I, I really have. And, and I'm a believer that things happen the way they need to for a reason. But when I look back and see that Christine that I truly – I despised her when I looked in the mirror, because I knew she wasn't the Christine that I knew she was capable of being. She was distraught, angry, filled with rage, confused, fearful of leaving. Um, I would tell her to really take time to take some breaths and relax and just trust that everything's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, that is so powerful. Because I wonder, I mean, in in my case, definitely in my my first marriage, I've been divorced twice. In my first marriage, I can tell you, I stayed five years too long out of the fear of leaving. Five years. And I think a lot of us, we we linger in things that have expired or that, that the season of that is over because we're afraid of what's on the other side. Of no longer holding on to the labels that we had before, even if the labels are not creating happiness within us. So, what do you say? Because I always think about when when you explain the eMERGE process, I always think about that caterpillar to cocoon to butterfly stage as being probably one of the scariest, most thrilling processes Mm -hmm. of life. And we're doing it all the time, which is even scarier because you never quite stay at the butterfly stage, you're always going back into the cocoon again. How do you help clients, I don't know if you can get ready for the next time you have to go through that whole process, but how do you help them make peace with the fact that we're always in process?
1: What a great question. I think that's the coolest thing of the Emerge process is to tell people this is not about just getting through your divorce. And you know, once I get this behind me, then it's all going to be over and then I'll be okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, the beauty of what I I reveal to clients is that this is a beautiful opportunity and experience for you to grow through, not just go through. Yes. And so when you can grow through this, you're truly more stronger, confident, and capable of dealing with the next thing. Because let's face the facts. The you-know-what is always going to hit the fan exactly all right something in your life is always going to happen not the way you planned it and so my gosh to have this in your tool chest to have this as a way of life and to be able to really acknowledge when you're in that what, what we talked about you know earlier when we were discussing this is a caterpillar soup you know that space where Um, inside that chrysalis those dark walls all alone the caterpillar is born with these enzymes but in order to activate them it has to fully digest itself it has to liquefy to activate those enzymes to turn into the butterfly I'm no longer afraid to be in that space and I've been there recently I'm no longer afraid to be in that space because I know that the next step will be coming I don't know when but I know if I just allow myself to be there, I'm going to be okay.
0: Absolutely. And that's so, and, and really, I mean, I think it's something that, that you said that made so much sense is that the caterpillar is born with everything that it needs to transition into the butterfly,
1: how beautiful.
0: Oh, and so often we forget that. So what what do you recommend when we're in the middle of like about to be in caterpillar soup or in <laughs> caterpillar soup, what do you recommend to keep in our remembrance that like we were, bo- we can handle this. We were born with everything we need to succeed.
1: Yes. And, and I think that's the challenge is that we all want to get out of there too quickly. It's uncomfortable. And quite frankly, it sucks. I mean, yeah. it is nasty. And that's when I call on, You know, I'm not afraid of being what I call raw and real with my relationships, especially those very close to me. And you know, that's when I ask for support. That's when I ask for love. That's when I really give myself even more extra TLC in the moment and just trust the process. And like I said, when you keep going through it so many times, like I have, you recognize where you are and you tell yourself, I'm going to be okay. I just need to be here for now. Yeah. There's better things coming down the pike, but this is where I have to be for now.
0: Yeah, you know, um, it reminds me of something Kyle C. said where he goes, you know, uh, whatever you're going through, say, I'm going through this, it sucks, and I love that. And when you <laughs> add, and I love that to whatever it is you're dealing with, it kind of allows you to soften, again, the more feminine approach, soften being in the present moment with whatever you're dealing with.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, what you're going through is an internal process. And then I always try to, you know, get myself out of it. Here, here's the other thing that I would love to to offer as well is that sometimes we have to be careful to not get too consumed in it. Like give yourself, tell yourself, I can, I'm going to sit on the bed for 15 minutes, going to even set the alarm, the timer, but I am just going to cry my eyes out. Yeah. And just give yourself permission to just cry your eyes out. It doesn't mean like the whole day you just stay in your pajamas and eat everything and watch TV and don't do anything, but you got to give yourself at least a limit and just give yourself that permission to, to turn into that caterpillar soup, a sobbing wet mess. That's okay.
0: It is, yeah. I have a twenty-four hour rule. I literally say when something unexpectedly bad happens, I've got twenty-four hours to cry, and then I have, and then I can, then I gotta get up. And yep. On those twenty-four hours, I can throw the biggest, baddest pity party that you've ever seen. I can do whatever I need to do. But once that twenty-four hours is up, it's time to get up and do something.
1: Love it. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's super powerful. Now relating this to building a business, because I mean, in addition to your coaching practice, you've, you've been down this road of, of starting and building a business. What is a myth that you wish every aspiring entrepreneur understood and knew wasn't true when it comes to building a business?
1: <laughs> yes. That is such a great question. Well, here's what I think. Whatever thought is crossing your mind and stopping you from giving it your all, don't believe it. Really, you know, it's a lie of your own making. If you think about it, you know, so many people struggle with all these either what ifs or I'm too old, I don't have the support, I don't have the money, now's not the time because I'm too busy. You know these are really excuses that you're just making up so that you don't have to do it that's true and so at the end of the day if this business is truly burning inside of you then I'm gonna say to you right now go for it do not wait stop putting your life on hold but you also got to be smart about it you know because I think a lot of people dive in the deep end before they're ready to swim too early so, and that's hard because you're excited about it and you're like, yes, I finally decided I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to jump right in. And I sort of like to pull back the reins a little bit and say, just wait, let's, you know, research it, invest your money and time wisely, you know, listen to the, the podcast, like she runs the show, do things that will slowly get you into it instead of going head first.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, I always say never mortgage the farm to build a business. Do you know what I mean? Don't don't mortgage the house to build a business. Um, There are certain things that you have to be and Like you said, you have to be ready for it. How does somebody, Christine, know that when they're, when they're ready, how do they know that they're ready to completely follow their dream or is it baby steps? What do you think?
1: I don't think anybody really knows that they're ready. I think they just want it so badly. There's no other choice.
0: Ooh. So it calls them so deeply that they can't not heed the calling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cause you're never ready, quite frankly. You're never ready. There's always something that you think needs to be in place and then you'll do it and then you'll do it. And let's face it, you know, you, me, and a lot of other people listening have been there for whatever reason, not just the business for anything else in life. And I've really learned that if something that deeply calls me, I'm going to go for it. And if it's so-called fails, I've learned a lot about myself from it. So I'm not afraid to grow anymore, and I'm not afraid to die. Oof.
0: How do you get there, Christine, where you're not afraid <laughs> to die? Just help me understand that one. because I And I get the connection between failure and growth. But I wonder, if you, if you're talking to women who say, I'm an overachiever, I'm a perfectionist, I have a little bit of OCD, I'm used to being the best at everything I do, and building this business is great, but what if I fail? Or what if I get to the end of my life and I, and I didn't do all the things you know, on my deathbed that I wanted to do? How do you overcome those kinds of fears?
1: It's taken me a while and i've been very persistent at it because i've come to a space now of no regrets, and for me, you know, I think everybody sort of has what they want to say is their neon sign that they live life by and for mine, it's no regrets so I'm real and raw in my relationships i'm 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 a no holds bar when it comes to having an idea and going for it um, and I just believe that life is fragile you know all of us i'm sure have had lost a loved one suddenly or you know something happened a turn of events occurred which totally plummeted you you know into a deep dark hole and so i've just really recognized i've been there quite frankly so often um i just realized that i can't do that anymore um let me just say this in in loving memory of my mother who i just recently lost um, last August very suddenly we were going through my whole life's journey on the phone a couple of years ago and she said something so profound it blew me away and it's something that's in my my video as well and she said you know Christine you can go through hell but you don't have to come out burned Oof. and that for me is my pretty much daily mantra if I'm going through anything that feels like, how am I going to ever get out of this? I you, you said, you know what? I I can, I'll make this. I'll get through it.
0: That is so powerful. You can go through hell, but you don't have to come out burned. Wow.
1: Which is so oh, true. Yeah. We've all been through our own hells, haven't we? Mean, personal family, whatever it was, we've all been there. And business is not a cakewalk. I mean, you know, building your own business it's something I believe that, you know, it's the connections are important and the perseverance and really, truly looking at it as a work in progress, equally as, as your life is itself.
0: Absolutely. So when you think about where you've come from in terms of building a business that is your calling and is your mission, what, what gets you up every day about who you serve and why you serve who you serve?
1: Well, it really circles back around to that moment where I remember being in the bathroom and just crying and getting up and just not recognizing the woman staring back at me. And I know many other women in this world wake up with that same feeling. So I'm on a mission to truly wake those women up and to help them make those clear choices with confidence to build a life that they love and to truly, you know, stop settling and just start living.
0: Absolutely. So you said something so powerful. You talked about looking in the mirror and not recognizing the person that you see. I think so often, especially as women, we we come to this crossroads where we, we get in the mirror. It might be actually getting in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we go, this is not me. And then in that instant, we make the decision to change. How do you coach clients to understand that although the decision happens in a moment, the transformation may take a little bit longer than that. You know, most of us are super impatient. We're like, okay, I made a decision. I'm not going to settle. I do not want to settle. Like, how do you prepare them for the process?
1: Yeah. Um, I think by by revealing the emerge process, that itself you know i can't say it's going to take 3 months to do the e and 4 months to do the m i mean it it all depends on you know where people are in in their life but by knowing it's a process you know i tell people patience and time are your friend yes and so that to me is so vital when you get frustrated and it's like going on a diet or anything else you're upset because things are not happening fast enough you know we want it now And of course you want it now, but like anything else in life, I mean, a baby takes, you know, eight to nine months to come out of the womb. It takes time to to grow inside there and and do what it needs to do. And guess what? You do too. (laughs) You're going to have to just be patient because if anybody has birthed, you know, a baby before and been pregnant, you're very well aware that, you know, you, you see it every day. It grows every day inside of you, but you can't really hold it in your arms. That's right. So that's sort of what the process is of emerging as well.
0: Yeah, we're not microwavable. So, <laughs> 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 you know, and a lot of us wish we were, but it really, there's a gestation phase to almost everything. So,
1: Well, because otherwise we wouldn't grow. I mean, if we could snap our finger, or call what I, you know, people always want that magic wand moment where voila, it's, it's there. I really truly really feel we're doing a disservice to ourselves. There's a lot that we learn on this journey of growth. And just getting to the finish line, you know, faster than we want to doesn't really help us, I believe, in the long run.
0: That is so true. That is so true. How can people learn more about your coaching practice, the Emerge process? How can they learn more about you?
1: Well, the best way is to really go to my website, EmergenowCoaching.com. Because on there, I've really tried to make it a one-stop shop. Um, I have the Emerge video that I spoke earlier about. I've got a free guide. Um, now is the time to reclaim your life after divorce. I have a free 40-minute masterclass. Oh. And even if you're not going through a divorce, or even contemplating you're happily married, I really feel there's a lot of great stuff in there. Because like I said earlier, you know I help women through transition and even building a business as a transition. So there's a great 40-minute um, masterclass that, that I created that I guarantee if anybody watched it, they'd definitely be able to have some insights and aha moments. Um, the other thing is I offer, for those of you who would like to, you know, basically cut to the chase and speak to me, um, I'd love that. I offer a free um, breakthrough call, and you can go to schedulewithchristine.com or you can also schedule it on my website.
0: Awesome. Perfect. And you just brought up something, you know, so often where I think both men and women, but women especially find themselves is they find themselves in that, what I used to call the pre-divorce place. Like they're contemplating divorce. Things are not going well. They have not been going well for a time and yet, and they should be kind of opening themselves up to what are the possibilities. And yet there's so much fear about heading down the divorce pathway that they sort of shut their eyes to everything that they think might potentially lead them down the divorce route. How does your work and your process, even for a person who's considering mm-hmm. divorce but really doesn't want a divorce, mm-hmm. does what you do help them navigate even that kind of, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm probably heading that route, but I yep. don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I coach I coach, um, people as well who are um, should I stay or should I leave Good. because you know I spent five to seven years like you stuck yep. in, stuck in that vortex of confusion and um, I think it's a really crucial space to make a decision if you do choose choose to stay or if you choose to divorce to make it with no regrets and to be very clear with what you want for yourself and your life. And so I'm not pro-divorce, I'm not anti-divorce, you know, anti-divorce. I'm let's figure out what is the best decision for you, for the family, I mean obviously there's others involved, but truly looking at your life and, and figuring out how to have those really difficult conversations with a loved one, I mean quite frankly, people don't know how to have conversations, healthy conversations. Um, and boundaries and, and, and there's prep work. It's not about, you know, when you come home, um, we're going to sit down at five o'clock and talk. That doesn't work. There's actually <laughs> prep work that should be done before you even have a conversation so you know how to handle things that may show up. So a lot of people don't know how to do that.
0: Well, and don't you also think, because I'll tell you what, my first divorce was a was a hot mess and mostly because I made the decision to divorce and then I dropped the bomb the next day and it was just a royal mess. And I wonder, and often, even though I've been contemplating it for five years, I, I didn't seek out the help of a coach like you or even a therapist in contemplating it because I so wanted to not have to face divorce. And so for those five years, I would go to my mother and tell her all this stuff that's going on, and i go to my friends. And to them, it felt like I was seesawing. Does that make sense, like seesaw? So they couldn't be objective with me because they would hear all kinds of things, but I never made a decision. Talk to me a little bit about the power of having a coach help you through that process, because I think that the outcome could be so much better if somebody even contemplating divorce has a coach.
1: I totally agree with you, Cassandra, because a coach is there to help you on your journey. You know, it's different. Like I said, I have a master's in social work and as a therapist, it's a very different um, way of approach. But as a coach, you know, you ask really deep questions to have the person come up with what they really want. And so I think by... You know hiring somebody to help you through that process you're more likely to take action because like you said other people involved they have some some skin in the game right I mean nobody wants to break up a family nobody wants to see you know their 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 um, loved ones go through a divorce it, it it ripples out into everybody's lives but when you're clear and and sure about what you want you're not doing what you were talking about doing, what I call sort of that band-aid effect of just trying to run to other people so that you feel a little bit better in the moment. Exactly. But believe me, those feelings don't go away. It's a very deep wound that you're trying to heal and band-aids will fall off consistently and constantly as you and, you and I both know until the breaking point where it's gaping and oozing and you're, you're literally dying inside. Exactly.
0: Which I I think that there's the power of a coach right there. The ability to help you uh, discover, uncover and discover the answers within Yes, and get clarity around those things so that when you make the decision, it is not a um, seesawing kind of thing. It's a clear decision that you're making for you and for everybody involved. I love that. Yes. So tell me a little bit, and I want to ask you this final question. You've, you've grown and evolved so much, and I can see that with creating the Emerge model and how that works in your coaching practice. If you 10 years from now could give you currently, in this moment, one piece of advice about moving to the next level of your business, what advice would the version of you in 10 years give the version of you today?
1: Hmm, that's a great question too, wow. Um, you know, your business is only as healthy as you are. <sighs> powerful. So if you keep growing, it's most likely your business is going to keep growing. And and the reason I say this is because like I said 2018 I didn't only lose my mother, but my 73-year-old father with Alzheimer's moved in with us after his second wife asked for a divorce. And between, you know, that was in April that my mother passed in August, I really learned during that time how important it is, even as an entrepreneur, to hit the pause button. And I just think many of us are afraid to do that when it comes to our business. But you have to take care of you first. And, you know, as women, we're big time caretakers, right? I yeah. mean, whoever it is, we, we have these huge, our heart, heart, open arms and we're more than happy to take people in and nurse them and care for them and love them. But I really think that it's time for us as women to embrace that beautiful quality and to give it back to ourselves.
0: Yes. Yeah. You gotta, it's that whole oxygen mask thing. You've got to yes. give it to you first.
1: You do. And many of us, that's the, we we consider be selfish by the by the way that we grew up, and so much of this is really reevaluating some of those old belief systems and deciding are they working for us any longer
0: Very true, and you know what if we were if we were to really sit with that question, "Is this working for me?" The, our soul would immediately answer "No
1: <laughs> yeah it answer <laughs> it actually answers before we even ask. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, Christine, it's so amazing to have you here on She Runs the Show. Definitely, the Emerge process is transformative on so many different levels. Thank you so much for being on She Runs the Show. This has been amazing.
1: Thank you, Cassandra. It's been a pleasure.
0: Was that not an amazing amazing interview. Christine is phenomenal. If you are going through pre-divorce, rocky marriage, should I stay or should I go post-divorce? You are going to want to take her masterclass at EmergeNowCoaching.com where she will teach you in that 40-minute masterclass the five-step proven formula to reclaim your life after divorce. Do not miss this. The wisdom she dropped today is a fraction of what you're going to discover on that masterclass. Visit Christine's site at EmergeNowCoaching.com. Amazing. Still, still blowing my mind. All right, everybody. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.